Welcome to the Girlfriend God, a podcast in search of and in service to the Divine Feminine, bringing you an equal mix of academic research and emotional spiritual experience. Please rate and review on your podcast streaming platform. We'll leave a comment on YouTube. Be sure to hit like and subscribe. Let's get in the flow. Welcome to the Girlfriend God. Today, I'm happy to welcome Flora Ware. Flora is a paradigm shifter, a goddess guide, and she's the founder of Earthsong Temple. She serves a global community of women as a ceremonial priestess, as a sacred musician, and a cyclic living teacher. Flora specializes in archetypal spirituality and embodiment, helping women hear their soul's voice, awaken the goddess within, and align their life and work with their unique feminine power. Flora is deeply connected to her Celtic ancestral roots, having been on the path as a practicing witch since her first full moon woman circle in 1993. She lives in Vernon, BC, Canada, with her wife and young wizard in training, and you can visit Flora at floraware.ca. Flora, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here. So when I um, set up this podcast with you, we decided to name the episode. um, I haven't come up with, because I try and come up with catchy titles, but it has something to do with archetypes, because I know that's your specialty, um, and how archetype, and how, and what archetypes have to do with our chakra system and how those two things are related. And for me, this kind of dovetails nicely with the episode that I just recorded with Rima Benario, uh, because she too talked about archetypes in her book, The Seven Queendoms. So I'm interested to know like what your view of and how you work with the archetypes is a little bit different from hers. And I'm going to start with the same question that I asked her, which is, what I know about archetypes is a very um, is a very kind of Jungian core concepts understanding of archetypes. So, mm-hmm. how does your framework of archetypes differ from that? Differ from that kind of Jungian baseline that most people know about, or at least mm-hmm. most well-read people know about? <laughs> yes. Well, we do always have to give credit to um, Carl Jung as being the pioneer in, in this, in this field. Absolutely. And, um, you know, if it wasn't for his work, then, then we wouldn't have really a, 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 a kind of a pop culture. It's getting to be that point that really right. even like mainstream, we understand even about these archetypes as these, uh, energies or as these, um, you know, they're like templates, of of our of our thoughts of our behaviors and and how they they exist uh, in our collective uh, subconscious right so yes big credit to Carl Jung and at the same time since he was a man he was often <laughs> looking at things through that masculine lens right and nothing nothing wrong with that 
But since that time, there's been a number of Jungian analysts, and uh, most notably, Dr. Jean Shinoda Bolin in her I'm a huge fan. I yeah. love Jean Shinoda Bolin. Yes. Exactly. So in her her book, which is really groundbreaking at the time, Goddesses in Every Woman, she she took an entirely feminine, divine feminine look at right. the archetypes. And um, and and she was one of my first teachers. I, I took courses with her. So beyond yeah. the book, learning learning from her, and then even from from there, I suppose that she so she was another springboard for for me, right? Because I felt limited with her uh, system that was it was only the Greek goddesses, right? That it seemed still very um, yeah, like like connected and and entrenched in that uh, pantheon and really in the uh, very misogynistic mindset of ancient Greece, unfortunately, right? Right, right. So when I started working um, with with archetypes, I had already been uh, doing chakra work and understanding the chakra systems for, for many decades previously. And then it was like one day I just had this divine upload, if you will, right from mother, to see how our archetypal expressions are very connected to our chakra energies. So I um, I won't go into all of that now, but that's where I came from, which was like a blending of this spiritual psychology with mm-hmm. this energy system that's in our body and finding a system that was uh, feminine based. I um as I said, I love Jean Shinoda Bolin. I turned 50 this past year, so I just finished reading the other book, Goddesses in Older Women. Nice. Um, which, in, you know, in the forward and introduction, she talks about that age, that uh, that turning point, because it's roughly around when women go through menopause. I went through menopause a long time ago because I had a full hysterectomy when I was 31, so I was mm. kind of out of the gate, but... Um, so yeah, it was. Re- I mean, like all of her books, everything, everything that she writes just really resonated with me. But actually, I, I just so I posted this review on Goodreads. But I wish that she would write another book, like Crossing to Avalon, because, like with this show, right? I'm all about the emotional, spiritual experience, and it just seems like of her books that was much more personal than some mm-hmm. of her other books. So that's my favorite book, but. Um, you know, Jean Shinoda Bolin probably doesn't care very much what I think. <laughs> um, so I took your free archetypal quiz. And, you know, it's funny, Flora, because there's a million free quiz- free quizzes on the Internet, right? Yeah. About your personality or whatever. But when I clicked on the link for yours, when when I registered for Howard's journey, I was like, oh, well, you know, it's fun and then I'll just do it. But then after the first few questions, I was like, she's clearly put a lot of thought into this. And this is not just some random link, you know, on Facebook that, uh, yeah, it was really well thought out. So then I put an equal amount of thought into my answers to the questions. So would you like to know what my archetypal quiz results were? Of course. (laughs) I got the priestess. Uh, not surprised. You want to tell me a little bit about that beyond what the response email said? 
Sure. So anyone who receives the priestess uh, result is someone who is um, is a, is a leader is is stepping into a leadership role. So why I said I'm not surprised is that you know even with this with this podcast, this is you stepping into your spiritual leadership, right? It, leadership doesn't look the same for everybody, right? And but that there's um you know w- yeah women that receive the priestess as one of their strong expressions are either like me kind of what more of like that not natural leader or right. like you know just like naturally comfortable um expressing um or a lot of women come are like the reluctant leaders even if they wouldn't That's have what- thought is That's that hilarious that you say that. I call myself that all the time. I'm like, mm, you're a wounded healer. I'm a reluctant leader. That's right. That's right. So, so <laughs> life, life events, or, um, or really the the insistency of their soul's calling has really um, put put uh, put someone like that more into the spotlight, um, or has put them into opportunities to share their message in a bigger right. way. And, um, and so, yeah, women that embody that, that priestess archetype are, are really spiritual leaders, spiritual teachers in whatever way that looks like. It doesn't have to be on a big scale, but it's a, that's like a a natural energy that you hold. Yeah. Very reluctant. (laughs) (laughs) Very reluctant. And that archetype in my, in my system is connected with the crown chakra and, and again, anyone who has some familiarity with the chakra system knows that the crown chakra is that is that top of the head, and it is mm-hmm. that energy uh, point that again is our connection with that divine energy. Yes. So it's very you know it's very associated that way. Yes. So I want to get I want to get back to the chakra system. Yeah. But. But I do have a question about, because this is a conversation I've had with with a handful of people in my life, and I just want to get your your thoughts on it, especially since you founded a temple. I'm often dismayed by the overuse of terms that I think are sacred. Mm. And priestess is one of those terms. Like, usually when someone tells me they're a priestess, and I don't mean you, Flora. <laughs> but usually when someone tells me they're a priestess, I'm like, priestess of what? Like, where mm-hmm. did you go? What training did you have to go through? Like, what did you what did you do to earn the title of priestess? Mm. So thoughts, feelings <laughs> about that? Feeling do, does it feel like you need to defend yourself? <laughs> No, no, no. Yeah, I, I, I definitely hear where you're coming from. And, and, and yet I'm, I take the position of celebrating that that Mm. term role that is so much in our awareness now, because Mm -hmm. you better believe that when I was uh, up and you know, a teenager and, and have in my spiritual waking in the in the 90s. I mean, t- to be fair, this was before the internet, but right. um the word priestess, priestess, mm-hmm. what is that? There was right. Not. So right. in a in a very few short decades, there has really been this um 
this ex explosion really in divine right. feminine spirituality uh in and of itself and and uh an explosion in the in the use of that so there's there's that to celebrate right yay right. and i also hear what you're saying that it's just like it's it's just like the reclamation of the word witch as well yes right um, that a lot it's it's trendy now and so it's like right. and so again we can celebrate that that there's so many that we don't need to be afraid that people are publicly declaring themselves as you know right. witches again think that's great but are you you know what does that really mean to you right are you are right. you taking that on with a sensitivity and an understanding right. of the history of pain and persecution and and the power behind that word that's right. why i really think that people the, the 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 power inherent in these words is still right. there and so people want to try that on they're like yeah i'm a witch or yeah i'm a priestess and and in most cases i will just be like power to you right like good right, right. and at the same time yes what you're saying ha have what has been your studies how long right. have you, how long have you been on this path? Right. Right? I mean, what training I, have you received? Right. When I came up, I mean the golden <laughs> rule was you had to study it for a year and a day. Right. That's what At I least. was taught. And I has you had to like go to the library, you know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I just think, you know, I that's why I have this love-hate relationship with technology because in some ways it has enabled us access to information and to one another that we've never had before. Mm -hmm. But, you know, then there's the flip side of that, which is misinformation and, and, and division. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, so I posted this rant about this very thing and, and, you know, other terms that I think are sacred. When I talked to um, Dr. Angela Puka, we talked about the word shaman, which is really an academic, construct not a word that actually arose from that culture right um right. and the word uh i belong to this little group of philianists and dayanists and we complain about the overuse of the phrase the divine feminine because we're slowly taking that back but it's still really popular among self-help and yoga and all about finding your inner power but i don't know about you flora but on my spiritual path, yes, I'm all about self-empowerment, but I am also deeply devoted to and in awe of and have reverence for the goddess, my the goddess that is my creator. You know what I mean? I'm not just, and that's why those terms being casually thrown around scare me, right? Like, because I'm not, I'm not just using goddess as my errand girl. Mm -hmm. right it's a working relationship mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and that's the other thing that worries me about which it doesn't really worry me right i mean like she's got this it's all gonna be fine but um you know just that whole kind of power trip that especially in, in younger people that are you know again like the whole like new neo-paganism did us a lot of favors but it also brought with it a lot of you can do whatever you want and make up your path. It's all about chaos magic and do what feels right to you. And 
in a certain extent, yeah, I, I think you need to get in touch with your intuition. But on another, uh, you know, on the <laughs> other hand, I'm like, you need a teacher, man. Well, otherwise, otherwise you can wander into someplace that you're not prepared to be. I mean, this is serious stuff. Right. You know? Yeah. And I, and I, and I agree with you that that's where it, it I think it matters the most is if you're right. choosing, if you're choosing uh, a teacher, a mentor, a mm -hmm. guide, then that's where you just really want to ask them questions or you want to, you know, read their bio or a different right, thing. Right. Because, because that's where I think it really matters the most. If you're right. following someone, you know, for their witchy aesthetic on Instagram, <laughs> right. um, you know, well, that's fine, right? Get inspired. Um, but but I, I agree with you. And the difference for me personally, and some people, I'm sure plenty of people might disagree with me, but for me personally, I feel like um, like calling yourself a witch or, or just knowing that you are a witch, even if you aren't calling yourself a witch out to the world, right. it's a, it's a, per, it's a personal choice. It's a, it's, it, it really, and for many, it's a, so a solitary practice. Right. Right. Not always. Um, and it's, it's really about, again, this is for me, it's about a connection to the earth and the natural world. Right. And right. That's, that's the witchcraft and being a witch, doesn't necessarily even mean that you have to do anything specifically right it's really that solitary path and again for me personally if you're going to call yourself a priestess again this this comes back to that you are a teacher that you are a leader a priestess right. a priestess serves a community that is her role and function right. as it has as it was historically the priestesses right, right. of of uh, you know Mesopotamia, the priestesses of ancient Egypt, it was a, an important and valued societal role, right. right? And it was always in that relationship to community, of 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 teaching, of leadership. And so, yeah, if if I think sometimes that for some people the the lines are blurred because. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and and yet I have had people say, well, I consider myself a priestess, but I don't lead a community. And I'm like, well, you can, you can claim that for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's you just know that that's your path. For me, right. I feel that priestess implies some kind of teaching or some kind of leadership. Right, right. Interesting. <laughs> and like I said, you're a little more forgiving than I am. <laughs> I mentioned I just turned 50, so I'm a little, I'm getting a little crotchety about these things. Like <laughs> these kids today, you know, yeah, I know. I'm, not, I'm becoming that person. Um, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working on that. I'm asking for help about that. So, okay. So let's go back to the chakras. I can never remember what they all are. I can never oh. remember what colors go with what. I do remember the crown chakra that I know. And I know about Kundalini um, at the base of the spine, the sacral chakra. Yeah. Um, well, why don't we start there? Let's start. At the yeah, root. I was going to say, because I haven't yeah. really worked with the chakras per se, unless I've gone to somebody as a teacher or guide who's done mm. some sort of practice or uh or ceremony with me because they were trying to help me with something mm -hmm. but i myself have not done that mm -hmm. 
Well, yeah. So if we start with the root chakra and it, it all of these energy centers are really quite connected to our, our spines and or our skull. So the, the root is the very base of the spine. It's that tailbone. And then, and then since we have these, you know, these legs that extend down from it's also our legs and our feet, because that's what touches the earth, right? right. So any, and the energy around the root chakra is really like, it's our roots, right? Our, our right, ability right. to feel rooted and grounded in the earth and, um, and, and energetically the, the, around the root chakra are issues of safety and belonging, Right. And, 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 and yeah, that real security. Um, it's a very, it's, it's like, even like what they talk about, like those base instincts uh -huh, uh -huh. being at the base of our spine, it's, it's our very primal energy. Right. And therefore it, it relates to um, our, really our childhood and uh -huh. our early years, because when we are, when we are dependent and we are, uh, you know, not able to make our own decisions as, uh -huh. as adults, that's, um, that's when we're really like our childhood is in that root chakra energy. And so that's why I connected their root chakra with the maiden archetype for women, uh -huh. because it's that, it's that youthfulness. And, and then even for adults that, that can can reconnecting is so there's a bit of that inner child but also really just you as a youth um teen right um, and when we when we connect into the root and and that maiden archetypal energy it helps us remember that we're all children to mother earth right and so that's a really important position to remember right so let me ask you this in in terms of before you go on to the next one, in terms of the body mind connection, are you like are you are you somebody that believes that um, physical problems stem from spiritual blockages? Oh well, I mean they definitely can. The reason yeah. that I ask you that is because so okay on a on a practical this is just what happens level i have a fair amount of moderate to severe arthritis mm. i'm 50 i did a lot of manual labor in my life i was a stagehand for many years i worked in a warehouse i drove a forklift like all that shit um but now the majority of my physical pain and the majority of my arthritis and problems associated with that area are in the base of my spine and my sacral joints. Hmm. Mean anything or am I just getting old? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I thought you were going to say your hands. Uh, because because of your manual labor, but yeah, no, no, my hands are fine. Because I didn't. I mean, I stopped doing manual labor by the I time know. I was in my thirties. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
I think that there's a there's a tendency in this in the new age spirituality to make make meaning out of everything. So right. I'm a little bit more of a realist, Kelly, and I would just say, <laughs> yeah, you, it's age. Yeah, and it's, yeah. you know, it's arthritis. Not everything has to be because of, you know, that kind of thing. But again, some I'm, happy hear, I'm happy to hear you say that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> some, you know, I laugh because like, do you ever notice that spiritual, some spiritual people don't get regular sick? Like they get the ascension flu or they get, you know, this is the, it's like, no, since I, when I get a cold, it's because my kid brought it home from school. This isn't because I'm, I've hit an upper limit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, on a certain level, I mean, I do think there's something to people that are chronically ill. Yeah. If, if something's chronic, you want to, you want to look at major diseases like cancer yeah there could be a link to some spiritual sickness I get that yeah and and, but I don't know I mean who really knows right well yeah and at the the same time does it does it help a cancer patient to think like oh you have breast cancer because you didn't love yourself enough (laughs) like or you're or you you've been disconnected from your femininity and now that's why the like right right yeah not helpful not helpful not helpful or does it not right (laughs) i do um i so i'm a certified uh past life regression hypnotist and Mm -hmm. when i went through training for that uh there is a belief in that community that sometimes physical illnesses are the result of something uh, in a past life. And I haven't come across that in the clients that I've worked with, uh, but I have come across uh, phobias, unexplained Mm -hmm. phobias due to Mm -hmm. something in a past life, which is also really common, Mm -hmm. but that's really neither here nor there. I'm just one my spiritual credentials um, <laughs> well I like I said I think it's good to look at it and if it yeah, helps yeah. if it helps someone then it's helpful but yeah. there's also our minds are so powerful that that we can make something true by believing in it enough right and yes. so then is it you know yes. yeah is it helpful or not um I, I, it's funny that you bring up past life stuff because I was starting to kind of get caught up in, in something that I was, um, in, in terms of a pattern with my son and I, and it was starting to, like, I was starting to kind of make it mean, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of different things. And, and it was not helping me because it was actually really upsetting me. And I Mm -hmm. came to a point of clarity one day and it was like my higher self spoke to me that just said, even if that's true, it's not, that's not the case in this lifetime. Right. And that was all I heard to just like, be like, right. And I said, right. in this life, he's my son and I'm his mother. And that's all I need to focus on. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I have seen people get kind of go down a rabbit hole with stuff like that because they want to explain away every bad thing or everything that they find undesirable or unfavorable or yeah and I don't think it works that way right 
I mean, but you know, I, what do I know? <laughs> that's like my, that's my constant refrain is, well, this is what I think, but really what the fuck do what I know? Do I, I mean, really? <laughs> yeah. I, because... I know my own experiences with these things, but my experience might not be your experience. You know, that's I don't right. know. That's right. I don't especially, know. Especially because we are, um, you know, it's all, it's the great mystery and it's, and it's meant to be the great mystery. That's the yes. other thing. Our, yes. our, in previous centuries, we were, we seem to be much more comfortable with having things like be in the great mystery, you know, for better or worse. I used to and, have a bump. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, and it, 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 it's starting definitely, um, you know, in the 20th century, probably even before. And now here we are in the 21st century. Yeah. Like we are super analytical and we want to know, and we're right. like, you know, cracking open the gene code and, and you know, at the right. atomic level and we're going shooting rockets out into space to take photos of this. It's like, we want to know, we have this insatiable, the no, no, right. no. And, um, and it's like we we've we've forgotten the I think the magic and the beauty of letting things be in right. the mystery. I used I used to have a bumper sticker on my car, and it had uh you know it's just a black and white sketch of the galaxy, and it said inspired by the mystery. Mm. And I have a theory that our you know, insatiable wanting to know that we've got going on in our current culture, uh, especially here in the United States. I believe that what that is really driven by is our longing for her. Oh, yeah. And our desire to return to being a more spiritually centered people. Mm -hmm. because we once were mm -hmm. and then you know agriculture and patriarchy and innovation and blah 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 and here we mm -hmm. are um but yeah i i think that's that it, it's the constant searching of why do i have or do this that and the other thing and still feel empty inside yeah right yeah i yeah, think that's what drives that that wanting to know the dis so, the disconnection right the disconnection from from the from from the earth from our home yep. which then you know causes us to feel disconnected to ourselves and to right. each other and just to circle back to that maiden archetype and that root chakra right. that's why like I was saying it's really important for us to remember that we're children of the earth right because right now we're not acting like children of the earth no, no, right. We we're acting like we we're in charge and that we're in charge actually is coming from that mistrust that we're not taken care of. By yes. Us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I have a, I have a book on my bookshelf called pagan, pagan ethics. And in the preface, it says something like, you know, the moment man was divorced from the land we've been on this collision course ever since yeah and it was the moment that we forgot that we belong to the land not the other way around exactly yeah so exactly yeah i couldn't agree more um 
So the mother archetype to just move, mm -hmm. move that since we're talking about, you know, is that the next, heart. is that the next chakra? Yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. And it, 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 and so that, and they work very, very closely in a lot of women, right, uh, right. more, more so in, in previous times, potentially we have more freedom, more and more women are choosing not to become biological mothers right. in, in this day and age. But that mother archetype is one of the strongest archetypal energies um, in women. Right. And it's very much the sacral chakra, right? It's the it's where our reproductive organs are, right? right? So it's our wombs, it's our hips, and um, you know, and I and of course you mentioned earlier that you'd had a hysterectomy. You know, mm -hmm. you can still very much connect to the creative energy of this right. of this um, you know sacral chakra with without a uterus you know <laughs> right right but that's and, a, and so that and anyone that knows me at all I'm a I'm a very creative person yeah so I'm, I got I'm that sure. <laughs> yeah I'm sure so that so that's um that's where I feel the mother because the mother's energy of course the the well there's two hallmarks of the mother right giving mm -hmm. birth to life like caring and giving birth to life but that it doesn't end there, right? Any mother would right, say right. that after the baby is born, that's when the real work begins. It's right, the, right. It's the nurturing of life. It's the taking care. It's the fostering. And if it's not a child, this can be expressed in women through, um, you know, their pets, animals, even like right. gardens. You meant, you know, you already mentioned agriculture, and of course, even projects or ideas. Right. Those are our children. Our books. Our poetry. Yeah. Our yeah. yeah. Yes. So someone with the mother energy, a mother archetypal energy, isn't just the idea person or the initiator, but the mother energy, like I said, is the one that will nurture the community, will right. nurture the idea from, right. from conception to, you know, being out in the world and giving it life and, right. and is very, um, is, is often just like that natural uh care care is it's like in, she's intuitively aware of other people's needs at all right. times our our friend dr ionescu got the, <laughs> the mother archetype ah uh, beautiful yeah 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 so that's um you know th and that's <laughs> one that we we just we know this because even if we aren't mothers in this lifetime we've all come from a mother right Right. And, and I, you know, I mean, and people will tell me that they feel safe with me or that they feel nurtured or supported or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I don't have any children, mm -hmm. you know, so yeah, you can be childless, but still be mothering. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I guess I, I want to say something here that I don't know that I've you know, made clear just that mm -hmm. what's the, you know, what's the difference between an archetype and a goddess and, and right. what do we talk about when we're talking about goddess archetypes or divine feminine archetypes? So right. they're, they're connected, but they're two different things. Okay. Right. So an archetype is really like, it's the distillation. It's the synthesis of, of shared traits, right? Shared behaviors, but it's like, um, it's, it's more of like a blueprint and an archetype will transcend culture, right? Will mm -hmm. transcend any particular 
uh, religion in a particular place. Archetypes transcend, uh, you know, time in terms of history, historical mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so then when when you look at these goddesses, you know, or gods, any deities from different um, cultures and different myths. Um, tip, we as humans have historically, we project human traits right. onto the divine. This right. is just something that we do um, ignorantly, thinking that the, div- <laughs> right. thinking, thinking that, the div- that the divine would be, you know, have similar traits to our humanity. <laughs> so, so if you, um, if you look at, you know, if you look at, say, a goddess like Artemis, Mm-hmm. bringing up you know our artemis expert friend got all um, these nods to, to carla yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um you know she she's as dynamic as as say a, a human would be and mm-hmm. um and she, so she's going to express i mean she's known as a maiden uh goddess mm-hmm. because you know she never married and have kids so yes we can see artemis in the maiden but she's always also very much the warrior Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So this is why when we look at goddesses or when we look at ourselves, we don't just express one archetypal energy. Right. Right. Like we're we're too too dynamic for that. So I just wanted to explain that that we can we can understand these archetypes as these really like almost like just like pure distillations of a certain energy, like the, mm-hmm. the mother is a great one, but right. then there's so many goddesses that, that embody that energy. Right. Of course. Right. So that, you know, we, depending on different cultures, you could like look at the Celtic mother goddesses or the Scandinavian goddesses that are right. like mothers or the, any, or- any, or any goddess that is in triplicate form is the mother maiden and crone. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it's just, that's a question I get asked a lot. It's just like, oh, you know, the, understanding that they, they, the archetypes allow us um, a, a, a wonderful opportunity to, to see, to see our own, um, you know, our own personality traits. Right. And 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 to understand the the motives behind some of our behaviors. It's like, right. Oh, right. That's you know why I'm 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 like that. And it's a archetypal psychology is a be- it's it's just a beautiful and powerful way to understand ourselves uh, at a real soul level. Right. I and, have have you have you ever read Caroline Miss? Yes, yes. So our sacred contract, she draws on a lot of archetypal work. Totally. And, that, and that was one of the first books like on this path that I'm on now so wholeheartedly. Yeah. And it blew me away. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and doesn't that's a great book and a great um, reference that and doesn't her system in that book, isn't it 12? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. some that's something else for people to be aware of. You mentioned Carl Jung, his original archetypal system was 12. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And then like the book I mentioned, Goddesses and Every Woman, she went to seven. Right. Feminine. I my system that I intuitively downloaded again was seven because of the chakras. And I'm also uh, like a priestess initiate in the 13 moon. Uh, tradition where there's 13 feminine okay okay so there's there's lots of different 
systems out there and you could even find information online about like branding archetypes for your business and you know you can right, kind of start right. to think about archetypes in in a lot of different applications and right. there's lots of different systems that will have different numbers right yeah <laughs> so what's the next chakra oh yes okay moving on up so from maiden in the root mother in the in the sacral we go to the solar plexus chakra and the archetype of the wild woman or that warrior um, energy and this is if if you know about the solar plexus this is our place of personal power and mm -hmm. choice it's um it's a it's definitely like a more extroverted energy and that's why that's why I felt the wild woman there the wild woman being our just like our untamed expression of femininity right, right. you know mm -hmm. and in and in the in the world like she's a trailblazer and she's just like, right. you know, bold she's create courageous um she's um you know she's you know she doesn't have to be so wi so wild that she's like matted hair and out in the woods, you know barefoot you can be right, a wild right. woman in the boardroom kind of thing rocking right, that right. that presentation and uh you know something like that but wild wild women are um yeah they're very they're very confident and they and they've got that uh, I don't know. I was just going to say, je ne sais quoi. They've got that energy that's like, <laughs> right. you know. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I feel Artemis and I feel other goddesses like Pele, right? The volcano, a goddess mm -hmm. of, of Polynesian. Like it's just the wild feminine. So, and, and, and so, uh, spoiler alert, this one is one of the most repressed in women. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially since. I mean, we're so puritanical here, <laughs> right? I mean, we are. Yeah. About sex, about women, about sexual women, about, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyone, anyone who spent time with, you know, young girls before they've been, you know, mm -mm, tamed right, knows right. that irrepressible wild woman, right? That wild yeah, woman. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and it's beautiful. I think that's why nature goddesses it, appeal to me, mm. right? Because they are, because they do have the the knotted hair and, you know, leaves and flowers in their hair running naked through the woods and, you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so since it is so repressed, um, you know, I want to make it clear that it's like, you can you can let your wild woman out bit by bit you know you don't yeah. need to you don't need to suddenly be like you know i'm i'm letting her out of the cage and you know throwing away the key that might <laughs> that might just be too scary for for you or or just right, might right. not it might just not be your natural expression too it doesn't have to always be like oh you were told to like sit up be quiet and keep your legs shut you know right, right. but um but you i mean you probably were like we all right, were right. but um <laughs> you can put music on while you're um cooking and remember mm -hmm. and remember like hey I don't have to, <laughs> this chore can suddenly be much more pleasurable right. when I'm listening to music, 
Right. And hey, I'm I'm dancing in the kitchen. And then hey, yeah. the kids are like, hey, what's going on with mom? And <laughs> fun. And uh, you know, just like a little bit. You can right. um you can take take your shoes off and, and walk bare feet somewhere and remember, like, oh, remember what that feels like. You can um you know, you can just do, do something. You can go, go somewhere with your lover, especially I'm talking to the moms here, go somewhere with your, with your lover that, um, you can, you can vocally, fully vocally express your orgasm, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> right. That let her out that way. Find some ways to just like, let her out to play a little bit. Right. Right. <laughs> so Flora, I, I've got to ask if, if, have you taken your own quiz? Oh yes. And I um my top two are creatrix and priestess. Okay. So I'm I'm getting to the creatrix because got she's, it, got she's it. Okay. I was um, just curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm de I I'm definitely wild woman as as well. Um, right. I mean, we're I, all a little bit of all of them. Exactly. Right? That's important for everyone to realize too. These aren't just, you know, boxes to suddenly be like, oh, I'm stuck in a box. No, no, no. It's uh it's right. good. It's good to know that we 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 can express all of these energies. And what's exciting too in this day and age, you know, quite literally, we're living longer lives. Yeah. So we're having more I don't want to. Years. <laughs> we're having more years to to live right. through different different archetypes i'm telling you i am so not interested in that i don't want to yeah i don't want to i just don't want to well i i honor <laughs> i honor that for you but but when we think about it that it used to be uh, like we we would be married and having kids by 16 18 and right, if, right. if we survive the childbearing years then we might make it to 30 or 35 you right. know i'm talking you know that we didn't have a lot of time and we certainly didn't have a lot of um freedom to right. ex express and, and and explore everything that we that we that we can nowadays so if we're moving on up obviously after this the solar plexus we come to the heart and the and the heart is connected to the healer mm. and this is one that i find a lot of women feel comfortable here right no surprise. Well, women, yeah. Heart-centered women, right? And so the healer, the you know, the real gift of the healer is their compassion. Their compassion for other people. And when you're around someone who really embodies this energy, you feel um you feel a warmth. And it's like you feel your whole body relax in their presence. And you know, it's it's it can be there's can be a similar energy to the mother a little bit right where you're kind of like oh they're but the healer is like um yeah they're they're very they're very nourishing they're usually very calm they usually speak a little slower like i'm i'm consciously invoking the energy of the healer even as i'm speaking with you now right so let me ask you this Is whatever we resonate with the most, is the archetype that we resonate with the most, is that something that is ingrained in us or is that something that is changeable? And the reason I ask you this question is because what you just described 
is who I believe I am at my core. And I believe that I believe that who I am at my core is how my goddess sees me. Mm. And I believe that at my core, I am, a, I am kind, loving, and generous. Mm. But I am a human. <laughs> and like all humans, I have good and less admirable traits. Mm. I don't want to say bad because none of it's bad. Mm-hmm. But like I strive toward that yeah and I could still like just as an example so I'm in a support group and every time I go to a meeting of this particular support group before I walk in the door I have been saying this prayer if I open my mouth please help me to, sh- to speak from a place of love rather than from a place of authority mm. because I'm big on being an authority mm. and coming from a, and you know, I mean, I have a superiority complex. I can own that. I'm much better than I used to be because I, you know, because I work on that or I prefer to think of it as I allow myself to be worked on, right? Mm -hmm. Um, To be molded into this vision of me that I know I am at my core. So, so back to the original question, which is if somebody heavily resonates, like uh, if somebody, like, let's just talk about Carla some more. So somebody like Carla heavily resonates with the mother archetype, but she really wants to be a creatrix instead. Could she do that? Absolutely. Okay. Because these are energies, like we were just saying, that are available. They're all available to us. Mm-hmm. Now, there, so there's patterns, right? And and we do we do fall into what's comfortable for us. Right. And it's and it's a combination, like like a lot of things, of that nur- nurture versus nature. Right. Right. So if we're lucky, I consider myself lucky. So I'll use myself an example that my parents as, as hippies, as feminists, as, um, as as spiritual people, not religious people nurtured me to be in, in most harmony with my nature. Right. I, I know that I was one of the lucky ones. So the things that I naturally gravitated to while I was also nurtured, someone who was ra- nurtured and raised to be in opposition to their nature, right, is going to mm-hmm. have a little bit more of a time of coming back to, oh, right, I only so strongly associated with the mother because that was what I was told I, I could be, that I had to be. Right, right. For example, right. like that was my role in life was to find a husband, have kids, Right. Right. For so many women, that is that. But it's true. What's what's really coming out now. And of course, a lot of women find this as their kids get older who have, you know, a lot of them have loved motherhood. You know, yay for the moms of the world. But as their kids are getting older and they're needed less as a mother. Then they're finding like, who am I? And so many women go on a journey of self-discovery at that time or that, you know, not even quite at the empty nest, maybe before, but maybe the empty nest because then they're like, who am I? What do I want to do? And then they find, oh, I want to write. I want to paint or I want to volunteer or I want to travel. 
So, mm -hmm. so yeah, so there is, there is a certain, there is a certain point where we can consciously choose. I want to bring in more of that energy because that's what I'm wanting to do with my life. And as you and I well know, if what we're desiring to manifest is not in alignment with our truth or higher self, right? No, we just will end up kind of spinning our wheels. So we always got to check right, right. our higher self to be like, is this just an ego desire or is this actually what I right. want? Right. I mean, I think for me, I mean, I think for me, what I talked about, I mean, that is a genuine desire because, of course, yeah. Any, any, any because, desire to speak from love, it sounds pretty genuine. <laughs> yeah. Because I have been told multiple times over the years uh, from different people that once we became friendly and once they got to know me later on in the relationship, they will tell me, you know, when I first met you, I was, I found you very intimidating. I was very intimidated by you. I, I was afraid to talk to you or I found you to be unapproachable in some way, or, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and that's not who I want to be. Mm. And it's not who I think I actually am. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Like I want to be the person in the room that feels that, Warm. that people feel what, what you were talking about. They feel like I have people like that in my life, right? Like my friend Jelana, she's probably one of the most sedate people I know. And if I'm, you know, if I'm wrapped around the axle about anything, uh, I, you know, my first stop is always at my altar because that usually gives me more solace and relief than anything else. But like if I'm, in, you know, just in the middle of something and I really need to talk to a goddess with skin on, I will go to her because her energy is so you know, just calm down. Mm -hmm. It's going to be all right. And she emanates that, you know what I mean? Um, and, and because of that, she's the person in, in the, in a crowded room that everybody wants to be near, right. you know, and I get that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't, but see, here's the conundrum for me. I want to be that. But then I'm also such a an introvert that I'm also like, I want to be the person that everybody wants to be around. But then after 15 minutes of that, I'm going to want everybody to go away. Yeah, you're like, bye, enough. <laughs> I get that. I get that. Uh, so maybe that's why I'm stuck in my reluctant leader role. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. So the, the, the healer is, is also someone that follows that, you know, that beautiful wisdom of we have two ears and one mm -hmm. mouth and we're meant right. to listen twice as much as we speak right right <laughs> whereas when we get to the creatrix which is the next chakra of the throat it's like the opposite <laughs> right right, <laughs> Crea right. Crea creatrix is often are um the messengers we're the you know we're we're the, the the communicators and and often that really does have to do with literally the the voice connected to right, the throat right. chakra but not always of course we can create in many different ways right um so once we get to the creatrix and the throat chakra yeah it's all about manif manifesting our creations in the world right right not just having ideas about them but actually you know making making them a reality and um and and since i already outed myself this is one of my strongest <laughs> uh, archetypes 
And it, you know, it's no coincidence that, you know, I've been a singer since as long as I've been speaking, like, and, right, and, right. and, and that, and that real vocal ability. Um, and it's, it's, the, the creatrix is, is really all about creative expression. So it's, it's the muse. It, you know the, that that energy of, of the Greek myth, the muse, the muse is the the creator right. is all is always in a courtship relationship with with some muse, and and, right. and the, the the shadow side of the creatrix archetype is is that having so many ideas, multi passionate, um, right. lack, lacking the focus. And, or and lacking the follow through to to see to see something get completed sometimes that can right. be the downfall of this energy that's that's where it where it needs to be paired with that mother energy right right and right sacral, to to be like no I'm once I birth this I'm gonna continue to nurture right it. right <laughs> yeah right so um so I've heard you sing Flora and of course it's beautiful and I would recommend you to anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to be in a certain mood though. You know what I mean? I listen to a lot of different kinds of music. Yeah. And so, but I, so I have to ask, cause I don't know what you listen to. What kind of music do you listen to? Do you listen to other music like yours or do you, are you, are you like me that you listen to everything? Oh yeah. Like in general, um, mm-hmm. I mean, now nowadays I listen to more sa- sacred music, devotional, um, right. you know, w- witchy or or goddess music than ever before. Um, right. Again, one one of the one of the beauties of the internet, right? Like I, didn't, right, I right. had no had no idea that there was so much music out there like that. Right. Um, but I, I historically, I suppose I I used to be a jazz singer. Oh. So I was a professional jazz singer for a decade, and I think I, I knew that about you. I so I love the old standards, but again, right. vocal jazz. So like Ella Fitzgerald, Sarah Vaughan, yeah, and, yeah, you know some some of the newer singers, you know, for yeah. sure as well. But that's where I came from, and then. You know, I love pop too. Some of my favorite uh, pop singers these days are Sia. She's got an incredible voice. I love Sia, okay. and. Um, and, uh, you know, yeah, so I guess vocal, vocal music is my favorite right. music. And, um, I you know, for anything from pop to jazz to soul. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, you know, so no, I don't listen to everything, but I've got, I, I've got my favorite. It's, it's eclectic, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was just curious. So I, because I am, I swear that I was a musician in a former life because I cannot carry a tune or play an instrument, but I fucking love music. Nice. I mean, like with my soul, mm-hmm. you know? So as a result of that, I, I have a lot of musician friends and I, you know, like there's, a, I have a friend who's a local singer and she lives here in town. And whenever I hear her sing, I have come to have this, idea about these female singers that that the goddess is speaking through them these women Mm -hmm. that have these these women like yourself who have these powerful voices that to someone like me who cannot sing it seems like a like a supernatural ability (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) 
Um, Let me. So I want to stop you right there. Uh-huh. Even though I mean, yeah, my <laughs> ego would love love people to think I have a supernatural ability, but um, it's it's just years and years and years of singing. Yes, but one of the gifts of being a musician or a singer is that you have the ability to move other people, mm. right? And I have, so I'm a huge Florence and the Machine fan. Oh, yeah. And interesting, because I was late to that party, right? I Like, I had heard about her or whatever, but she was still kind of underground. And then... A couple of years ago, I had this like hugely profound spiritual shift in my life. I was in a very dark place. I had a lot of shadow work to do. And I, she came up in some random shuffle. I don't know. I, I don't know exactly what happened, but it was a very profound moment when I was listening to something that she was singing. So then I got really into them. Yeah. And I have come to the conclusion that Florence Welch not only does the goddess speak through her, I don't think she's human. <laughs> I mean, if you really listen to her, plus she's a fucking brilliant lyricist. Oh, yeah. As a, as a poet, right? As a poet and a writer, I'm all about the lyrics. I mean, you know, I want a good beat too, but let's face it, not only can I not sing, I, I can't really dance either. So <laughs> I'm a lyricist, right? I mean, and she is just, she's... I I don't know. I, I look at her and I hear her and I just think you cannot be real. Like you can't <laughs> you just can't be. I, this, and this is what this is what we often do with these um, you know, these artists and these stars that that get really big, they they do start to take on supernatural or inhuman right? quality. Right? You know, David Bowie, you know, yes. and that you know, it was, and of course he, he played on it, right? Like, he's like, oh yeah, I'm not fully from here, you know, right. everything. Um, but at the, at the same time, you know, she, I don't know if you've ever seen her like clips of concerts or interviews or whatever, because at the oh, same yeah. time, she's also, she's very real. Oh yeah. And very down to earth and really loves her fans. And I, I don't know, she has a kind of a humble genuineness about her and I think the greatest thing about her is that she doesn't like being that famous. After right. every tour, she goes to her manager and says, okay, can I can I get not any more famous than this? And her manager's right. like, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, I know. I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah. I so what I was gonna say is as you know, when with these artists and we're so amazed, um, and and uh, what I see is just someone that has been like their needs are taken care of so that they can just yes. be a full-time creative channel yes and that's yes. why their their work not with all artists as we know <laughs> but with 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 some of these artists it they are able to take their art whatever it is m music or or dance right. or, or film or or visual art right they're able to take their art into these incredibly deep places you know rich because they're in that full-time relationship with the muse right so then if we're going to <clears throat> speak about the next one from the throat we go to the third eye the brow point chakra and this one is of course very connected to our intuition our vision 
visionary ability. And so that's why I associate this chakra with the the crone or the wise mm -hmm. woman, the sage, right? The oracle, the the classic, um, you know, or oracle at Delphi, again, coming back to those priestesses of ancient right. times. That one when we were talking about the important role and function they played in society, um, right. political decisions were not made without consulting the oracle first. Right. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? Right. Nowadays, right? I, I'd be interested to know if for many, many years, whoever the current president was had a personal astrologer. I wonder if that's still true. Oh. Not a yeah, priestess, yeah. but certainly right, an oracle an of sorts, right? <laughs> well, it's at least something. Yeah, for sure. Right, right. So, of course, even when I say the word crone, you know, that's another word that we're reclaiming in terms of what it really means right. for women. Right. Because the I, I, re, I remember learning that the actual translation through something like in Gaelic, the word for crone, you know, is the word for hag, you know, and it's really that older right. woman who in in a society that really only values women for either being uh, young and sexually appear appealing and like you're going to marry a young hot something or the other role is then bearing children and raising your family. A, a crone, an older woman who's passed, like she's useless to that society. Right. That only values. So we 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 don't have the respect for our elders. Right. In the same way. And, and so, so and so many cultures once did. Yes. They were revered. Yes. Because they were the one holders of knowledge, of stories. Right. And and um you know, how many times have we said this in the conversation before the internet, even, right? <laughs> right. Like, you would call even that, but you know, we're only talking decades now, not like right, millennia, right. but you'd call, you call your mom for that recipe, or you might call right. your grandma for that right. recipe. And, and so if anyone listening, you know, that, that maybe strikes a chord, maybe right. think about that. The next time that you think about Googling something, is this something that you could maybe call your mom about or your grandma? If you still have a living grandmother, <laughs> you may, you know, yeah. you might might want to try to see if you can bridge something there. Right. And and what what's that? So for and for younger women too, this is similar to like even how older women can still connect with their inner maiden, younger women can definitely still connect with their inner wise woman. And right. it's often through intuitive practices, right? So any practices right. that will strengthen your intuitive ability and and really connect you in that way, because sh that wisdom that comes from lived experience, as well as any anything learned through more academic ways, is so valuable. And this is a it's a tragic oversight that disregards the wisdom of older women and older men just really are elders in general right and so that's a that's a you know that's a there, there's a, a lot there with that archetype but also even how women's intuition has been dismissed for so long so right. much so that we dismiss it ourselves yeah yeah, yeah. 
So that's a bit about the third eye and the crone, the wise woman. <laughs> What's your strongest intuitive channel, Kelly? I don't know the answer to that. Mm. How would I know? Well, I it was more just like, are you very, are you visual? Do you, you know, clairvoyant in that way? Or do you hear um, or do you feel? It's definitely a feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely an intuitive feeler. Yeah. I mean, I do. It, it's interesting because I will occasionally see signs, mm -hmm. but I'm such <laughs> I'm such an unobservant person <laughs> that I, maybe I'm getting the signs all the time, but I'm missing them. You right. know? Don't worry. The universe will keep on sending them to you. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, and, you know, and of course, I, you know, like anyone else, the more open I am to that, the more. I, the more I receive, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's a proportional, a, a conversely proportional relationship, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I have, I have thoughts that come into my head that I just know, like in my bones, I know that it, it that it did not come from me. Mm -hmm. the, this podcast was a divinely inspired idea mm -hmm. didn't come from me wasn't something I thought about doing for a long time it came I did it that was it nice I mean it was it was that it was it was that quick I didn't yeah. really think about it I mean I had a rough idea of what I wanted it to be about but like I said that whole first season it just took on a life of its own yeah. and it became what it is now and it brings me so much joy. And I and I hope that it brings joy into the lives of others. I hope. <laughs> I hope. One can hope. Yeah. But if not, it brings me joy. That's good enough. Because then I've got more to share with others, you know. More to share. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, and this is, yeah, that's a great example of just like re receiving receiving an intuitive hit and 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 running with it right it's like right. you received a divine assignment <laughs> right and yeah. you know my my whole spiritual growth process over the last i don't know i'd say 5 or 6 years has been really i i, I really started to focus on hearing my own intuition and then once I was able to really clearly hear it and feel it, the rest of the time was spent learning how to trust it. Mm -hmm. And that was harder, yeah. <laughs> right? Harder. Um, yeah. But I'm there now. And I, it was, it was, it was worth the process that it took to learn how to do that. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. Mm -hmm. so um we're done yeah we went through all the chakras we are yeah because we, we started we, with we the crown through, right, right? right so yeah well so we, we started with the sacral yeah well no oh, no we, we talked about the, the crown. Right, right. yeah so yeah so just to recap i guess in the root um is the maiden in the sacral is mother 
solar plexus, wild woman, heart is healer, throat is the creatrix, third eye is the crone or wise woman, and then in the crown chakra, we have the priestess. So I know that Kelly's going to be sharing the, the link to my free quiz because, um, yeah, you can take the quiz and see what comes up for you as your uh, as your top, your your strongest expression mm. is one of those archetypes. And you receive the you learn about the light qualities and the shadow qualities. Right. There's um, tips on how to activate that uh, chakra center that's associated. And you're also given a goddess portal like a goddess that you can um explore that if that's something that excites you so you receive a lot um when you take take that quiz and thank you thank you for the yeah, opportunity I, to speak on this and thank you for the for yeah this opportunity to share so flora at the end of every episode i ask all the guests the same three questions this okay is the really, great this is the really fun part although i've had fun with you for the last hour <laughs> um so the first question is what is the first question? The first question is, my goodness, I forgot. <laughs> Hold space. <laughs> Hold, please. Can't believe I forgot. It's been a few weeks since I've done one of these. So you'd think that this was something I would know by heart by now. All good. I know the second and third one. Oh, jeez. Duh. Okay. Tell me a fun fact about yourself that people who know you would be surprised to learn. Oh, yes. One of those kind of secret ones. Mm -hmm. Well, not a lot of people know that uh, for five years, I was the music director for a burlesque troupe. So I was a burlesque dancer and we did a lot of shows. And what something I'm really proud about is that we did a lot of live music in our shows. And that's why I was the music director. So nice. I got to sing and uh, take off my clothes theatrically and comically. And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun in, in those burlesque days. Nice. <laughs> You're right. I'm surprised to learn that about you. <laughs> okay. Second question. What is your current favorite television series or movie? Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm now this is embarrassing, but my wife and I are have been watching Murdoch Mysteries for so long. It's this Canadian murder mystery show. I've heard of it. We had no idea when we first started that we were going to like it so much. And there's like 15 or 16 seasons. So yeah, it, yeah. Just, it just seems to go on. So, yeah, it's kind of a funny one, but Murdoch Mysteries. <laughs> okay. No hesitation. Murdoch Mysteries it is. Okay. And finally... The third, the last question is, if they made a movie of your life, what would the theme song and the soundtrack of the movie of your life be? Okay, I thought you were going to ask who would play me in the movie of my life. No, no. No, no the, the soundtrack. Just and the theme song. 
And the theme song. Oh my mm. gosh. Uh, it would, well, it would, sheesh. Yeah. It would have to be something <laughs> that was, uh, you know, probably like a power ballad, um, you know, yeah. Sung, sung by Sia. Let's put my favorite singer in there about, okay. you know, all, all that, um, I've overcome and, you know, done and it would, yeah, it would be like this, uh, rich uh layered strings and and drums and yeah power i'm just gonna say it was a, it would be a power ballad <laughs> i don't mm. know why <laughs> but you can't think of a specific power ballad come on flora everyone oh, else who's been on this show has like given an me actual something specific. song okay. you can't take okay. Lori gainer i will survive somebody used that one already right 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 <laughs> okay then Oh, because a lot of my healing has been around self-love. Uh-huh. And uh, then I'm going to say uh, Beautiful by Christina Aguilera. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll allow it. That's a good All one. Right. All right. <laughs> I've, had, I've had a couple of people give me answers that I've had to go, because mm-hmm, they were songs by artists that I'd never heard of and <laughs> songs that I didn't know. Um, but that's always a fun question. Um, but I think the winner to date uh, is Kendall, my other occasional co-host, in addition to Carla, because Kendall's theme song is the uh, is the Imperial Death March. <laughs> That's funny. For, for reasons that she gets into in a couple different episodes. So. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Nice. All yeah, right, I mean, Flora. I, either that or some, you know. Like we all come from the garden. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I was wondering if it was going to be one of your songs. Right. <laughs> not yet. I suppose I have not yet written the soundtrack to the movie of my life. <laughs> <laughs> but you will. One so day. just out of curiosity, since you were anticipating the who would play you in the movie, who would play you in the movie? Oh, yeah. Well, I was kind of like racking my brain. Um, uh, Natalie Portman. Okay. Okay. I can see that. (laughs) People always tell me if they, if, if I remind someone of an actress, they always tell me that if they ever make a movie about my life, I should be played by Janine Garofalo. (laughs) Sure. I don't really see it, but uh, okay. (laughs) I I think it's the attitude. Yeah. 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 Nice. Nice. Can't change your stripes, right? (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. And I'm even, even if so I'm much. loving and generous and kind, I'm still going to be me. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Even even with your red hair, we can let you into the sarcastic brunettes club. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, Flora. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to meet with me this afternoon. You're it's going to so be a welcome. wonderful episode. I can't wait. I'll let you know when it's ready. Thank you for having me. Happy Friday and have a fabulous weekend. Yeah, you too. Thank you. May the peace of the goddess be with you. Mm. Forever and always. All right. (laughs) Thanks for watching or listening. If you want more of The Girlfriend God, you can find The Girlfriend God and The Girlfriend God podcast on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. The Girlfriend.